0: the TWU Local 591 Union Hall it's the Local 591 podcast with local president Gary Scheibel join Gary and his guests as they discuss topics that impact and affect the careers and lives
1: of union members take it away Gary hello and welcome again to the TWU Local 591 podcast I'm Gary Scheibel your host and local president Title II, for those of you who do not know, including Doug Parker and Robert Isom, who was asked this question a few months back and couldn't answer it, are the facilities maintenance folks and the GSC mechanics. Today, I have Title II Executive Board Member Santos Dorta. Welcome to the podcast, Santos.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
1: So I want to kind of stress on that, because when that question was asked of Doug Parker and Robert Isom, I was kind of shocked, because if I understand correctly, you represent uh, your group actually within the TW and a Legacy American has over 1700 members Would that be correct
2: Yeah that's very correct
1: And then within our own local local 591 here I mean I, I last check I, it looks like we're closing in on 500 uh title 2 folks Also correct And then over on the uh LUS side uh, represented by the IAM I believe they have uh a little bit more than 200 yeah, So that's a pretty substantial number that both Doug Parker and Robert Isom didn't know about, or even know who you are. But based on this proposal that's on JetNet right now, they clearly want to forget about you. Any comment on that?
2: Well, it's kind of strange that they, they could be so clueless as to who the Title II group is, uh, GSE and facilities, when they have such devastating language and they're so hell bent on getting rid of our of our work group and our classification that they wouldn't even know who we are.
1: Very true. So obviously you've had a chance to uh, review the scope uh, proposal that the company put out in JetNet. And I mean, the first thing that comes to mind to me is it's consistent with the bullet points that they've been putting out in the past. So any comment on that?
2: Yes, it is very consistent. And, uh, you know, somehow uh, the guys, they, they go and they read it and they read all the the nice parts of it. But they're not getting into the nitty-gritty details on there, and uh, it's it's completely devastating language. And what's more concerning to me is that they're not even trying to hide it. It's it's right there. It's been in our face for a while, and now that the 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 full language is is has been presented, you know, it's it's just it's devastating. I, I...
1: Devastating. Uh, I would have to agree that it is a, a absolutely a perfect word for um, what they're trying to do. I mean devastating, or really their intent is to decimate. I, w- I would ask the membership, uh, especially the Title II folks, to go to JetNet right now. If you need to pause this podcast and come back, that's fine. But I'd really appreciate it if you have the proposal from the company in front of you. And we're going to walk through the company pro's proposal on scope. So um, take a moment, grab it, come back, and uh, we're going to pick up right now on facilities maintenance. So Let's well, starting with facilities maintenance, which is uh, article six Q through T on pages 11 and 12 of the company what they they term the full text proposal. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Q, which is scope of facilities work at airport terminals. Um, I'm going to read it and I'll ask you for some commentary, Santos. If that's okay. That sounds okay. Okay. So the scope of work. This is the company's language. The scope of work to be performed by employees covered by this agreement at the DFW Miami ORD line station airport terminals is maintaining, repairing, and servicing of bag systems, carousels, jet bridges, precondition air, and KVA units to the extent that the company maintains control of such operational equipment. All other applicable tasks identified in section A1 and A2 of this article above are as assigned by the company to employees covered by this agreement based on the needs of service or their company may use a vendor to perform this work. My initial thought on this is, um, I mean, it really speaks for itself. Three stations, when I know you're at almost every station that line maintenance is at, Aircraft maintenance, that is, and that's in the 20s. My other thought is well, it's a, you know, three stations, limited amount of work. If the company doesn't maintain control, they can outsource. So, what's your thoughts on that, Santos?
2: Well, my thoughts are that you can have 300 pages worth of scope that are essentially garbage. If the last line is going to say, may use a vendor, essentially, we have no scope language and no job protection. That's my take on that
1: very true and and what's shameful when i when i look at three stations dfw miami and chicago pretty much lining up the rest of the stations for elimination although through attrition i mean all those stations survived a bankruptcy it's not like we're in bankruptcy times we're making billions of dollars and now that we're making billions of dollars and we're not going through bankruptcy now is the time we're going to eliminate facilities, maintenance, except for three stations.
2: It's funny that you mentioned the bankruptcy because um, obviously we were dragged through the bankruptcy with a, with a, another management team. And this new management team comes in and one of the first agendas is, is asking us to take a leap of faith. Well, in their leap of faith is for us to sign them over a blank check in exchange for a couple of dollars and sign a blank check essentially giving away all of our work scope. I, I can't see taking that leap of faith.
1: No, I wholeheartedly agree. So, moving on, I mean, 6R pertains to the basis, and the, uh, the maintenance basis. They only mention three of them, Tulsa, DWH, and Charlotte. Um, that should be somewhat concerning for anybody that's working in Pittsburgh, just based on that. But it's the same language at the, at the end of it. The company based on the needs of service, uh, or the company may use a vendor to perform this work, so... Looking at 6S, going back into uh, the 591 stations here, 6S is the scope of facilities work at airport hangars. So the scope of work to be form- performed by employees covered by disagreement at DFW, Miami, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Charlotte hangars is maintaining, repairing, and servicing hangar infrastructure and docking machinery and power plants to the extent that the company maintains control of such facilities and equipment. All other applicable tasks identified in Section A1, A2 of this agreement are as signed by the company to employees covered by this agreement based on the needs of service, or the company may use a vendor to perform these services. So, I mean, my initial thoughts, I mean, I know we have a heck of a lot more hangers than just the five that were mentioned. What are your thoughts, Santos?
2: My thoughts, again, are that, The language means absolutely nothing as long as they continue to include these disclaimers at the end of every paragraph that allows them to do as they please. They can write 10 stations, 20 state. It doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, they're telling you at the end, we may use a vendor. If we don't maintain control over this equipment or whatever it is, we may use a vendor. So the scope is garbage. It means nothing.
1: Very good. Moving on to 6T. Tango. At any location not listed in sections T, U, or V of this article, the scope of work for facilities maintenance will be determined by the company. Such work may be performed by facilities maintenance employees covered by this agreement or by vendors. That is the ultimate catch-all that decimates your ranks from... If it's not one of these few stations that are actually named, um, they can pretty much eliminate everything. So outside of DFW Miami and Chicago that are named both in the terminal part and the hangar part, it seems to be a, uh, a free pass to eliminate your ranks. Any comments on that?
2: That's exactly what it is. It's a free pass to eliminate our ranks, eliminate our work. Our members have gone through the ringer to keep this company alive and to make these executives the money that they're making, and it's just absolutely unacceptable for them to propose to eliminate our work this way. What's more concerning is they, they have gone to every town hall and told us that they are gonna protect our jobs, but if they really intended to protect our jobs, why would they be hell-bent in writing in language into the contract such as this that gives them the right to eliminate the work?
1: Oh, no, and, and again, I mean, you hit on it. I mean, this company's making billions. I mean, they're just looking to make more billions by eliminating these jobs. So, and, and
2: I want to be clear on that. I mean, I'm not against them making their money. You know, they chose their career path. We chose ours. But they need to recognize and understand that it's our sacrifices that are allowing them to be where they are. So don't try and cut us out and leave us out of the picture here when we put them where they are.
1: So true. We run the airline, not them. We generate the profits, not them. Moving on to the ground support equipment, GSE and the company full-text proposal. And for those folks following along on JetNet, this is Article 6U, Uses and Uniform, on page 12. And it's titled The Ground Support Equipment GSE Maintenance. And it says, in the locations listed in paragraph T above, in Charlotte, DFW, DWH, JFK, LAX, Miami, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Tulsa, and at least two other stations as determined by the company. All ground support equipment maintenance will be performed by employees under the terms of this agreement. The company will retain the necessary manpower, equipment, tooling, facilities, and other resources in these locations in order to continue to perform such GSC maintenance. However, the scope of work covered by the terms of this agreement does not include major overhaul or repair of engines transmissions or painting of the equipment, except where this work is being performed by companies covered by this agreement on data signing or any other work for which the company lacks the equipment, skills, or facilities. Any comments on that before we move into Section 1, Santos?
2: Yeah, so I'd like to start off where it says painting of the equipment. Right there, that's a concession. We've been hearing repeatedly, no concessions, no concessions, no concessions. You're taking work away from us. We do have stations that do paint the equipment and do body work. So right there, they're eliminating that. Now let's move on to the next part where they talk about possessing the skills, the facilities and the, the equipment. So all these three things are under their control. And historically we've seen in GSE, Training is not a big part or a big interest of American Airlines. Um, We receive virtually no training except for small trainings here and there and those that are required. But as we receive newer and newer equipment and they don't want to train, we lose the skill. Furthermore, if we dive into what they propose for MSP upgrades, essentially they're trying to say an MSP will be in the qualification for two years and then work a year hand hand in hand with a mechanic and that is deemed qualified now to be upgraded okay that's great for the people that have been there for a while that were told what they were told that they were lied to and told that after six years they would be able to upgrade however there's no training program in place so essentially what they're doing is watering down the skill
1: and then they have a disclaimer about skill
2: right so as we don't have the skill we're able to outsource let's move on to the facilities if we don't have the facilities so if they decide not to renew leases on the buildings that we currently do the maintenance at they can outsource the work let's talk about equipment as more of the equipment comes in these uh vehicles we need uh computerized scanning equipment they choose not to buy it they're going to use a vendor the tire machine breaks they choose not to buy one they use a vendor to do tires, and on and on and on until all of the work essentially is farmed out.
1: Definitely setting you up to fail. So, one thing I find interesting, and I'm, when I'm looking at the uh, station's name plus the two additional stations, so they name ten stations, and then they are the company is going to name two additional stations. And uh, as a local, I believe we have uh, we represent GSC at eight stations. That's correct. Okay, but then when I look at this, uh, the only two I see named are LAX and Miami. So even if the other two stations, their the company names, uh, actually end up being 591 um, stations, we would still be for short. Um, I wanted to kind of expand upon that subject, Santos. So being that the uh, It's just like facilities maintenance, GSC is all across our system and most stations where line maintenance is at. So if the numbers in the 20s, so if we're only naming 12, essentially half, there's only going to be half the amount of stations that we currently have. How does that look from a GSC mechanic as far as opportunities in the future, being someone that's, you know, yourself got at least another 25 years left to go?
2: Well, that kind of shuts down opportunities for us to transfer um, if we want to go to a different station. Um, there's less options available for us, not to mention that the workforce keeps shrinking and shrinking.
1: So essentially, they're, they're companies now deciding as they're squeezing you back into really the hubs. Um, that's where you're going to work, or if you're not at the hubs, um, you'll be unemployed. That's correct. Well, I want to I see if Santos has any final thoughts on uh, On the topics today and any suggestions for how do we get to the finish line?
2: Well, the one thing I'll tell our guys is that they're trying to wear us down. Um, We need to stand firm, stand together. There's no reason for us to accept these concessions at this time. The company is making billions of dollars. So all we need is really solidarity and take the time to read the proposals and understand them. And don't just go off the bullet points that we like and understand how devastating it could be if we sign this off.
1: Very good. And I would just add one last comment that uh what we're standing for is exactly uh and unfortunately what, what we got out of bankruptcy. We survived bankruptcy. So we want the same stations that are out there to exist through the next uh to determine his next contract. And there's no reason why it can't when you're working under a bankruptcy contract. So on that note, I'm gonna thank Santos for joining us today and uh we'll be back soon with another podcast. In the meantime, as always Work safe and stay safe. And uh, we'll see you next time.
0: For more information about TWU Local 591, go to local591.com. To comment on this or any of our podcasts, email us at info at local591.com. You can listen, download, and stream episodes of Local 591 Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, your favorite Android podcaster, or your RSS feed-enabled browser. Local 591 Podcast episodes are also available to stream and download from our website, local591podcast.com forward slash podcast. Music provided under license by Pond5.com. The Local 591 Podcast is produced and engineered by Tommy Engel.